0: Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. Measures by Mario Draghi at the ECB to bring the Eurozone economy back to life are being blamed for the strain that Germany's banks and the country's savers are under, Sir James Schotter and Stefan Wagstall. As consumers and financial institutions feel the bite of low interest rates, politicians are alarmed by the threat from the far right and the media hold out the spectre of a social disaster. This report is narrated by James. In Dillingen an der Donau, a small town in rural Bavaria, the local Sparkasse savings bank is providing an unusual service. For customers who live a long way from a branch, it is giving out free bus tickets. And for those who cannot get to the bank at all, the old or sick for example, it offers to send a member of staff directly to their homes to deliver small sums of cash. The Sparkasse came up with the idea to compensate for the fact that it was closing several branches as revenues dwindled due to interest rates being at record lows and customers visiting less frequently. An official at the bank says, If your revenues are shrinking, then you have to do something about your costs. You have to economise. The pressure on Germany's army of savings banks is just one example of the increasing strains on the country's financial system caused by the ultra-loose monetary policy of the Frankfurt-based European Central Bank. In a bid to jolt the Eurozone's lacklustre economy back to life, the Central Bank has, over the past five years, slashed interest rates to record lows and even pushed its deposit rate into negative territory. On top of this, it has launched a 1.7 trillion euro asset purchase programme, which has driven down bond yields across the continent. The measures have bought time for reform in the battered economies of southern Europe, yet in Germany they have met with a blizzard of opposition. The country's hawkish monetary policy establishment has always nurtured a degree of scepticism about the institution that succeeded the Bundesbank as the custodian of Germany's monetary stability. But as savers, banks and insurers have been increasingly hurt by low interest rates, nominal yields on 10-year German bonds have fallen from about 4% in 2008 to less than 0.2% today, the criticism of the ECB has intensified. The media has accused the central bank of fueling a social disaster, while one bank has claimed that low interest rates will have deprived German households of €200 billion between 2010 and the end of this year. Germany's financial watchdog, BaFin, branded low rates as seeping poison for the country's financial system. The most dramatic intervention, however, came from Wolfgang Schäuble, the hawkish finance minister, who blamed ECB President Mario Draghi for half the rise in support for the Alternative for Germany, the right-wing anti-immigration, anti-Euro party. Mr Draghi hit back, archly noting that the ECB had a mandate to, quote, "...pursue price stability for the whole of the Eurozone, not only for Germany." and argued that low borrowing costs were symptomatic of a glut in global savings, for which Germany was partly to blame. The two men have toned down their rhetoric, but with parliamentary elections in Germany next year, the argument will not go away. Indeed, with the AFD likely to do well in regional polls this September, Carsten Nickel of Teneo Intelligence, a political research group, says, the immediate risks are political. With a year of elections ahead, there is a lot of potential for conversations about monetary policy. Despite the damaging public duel between Berlin and Frankfurt, the Eurozone's biggest economy has also benefited from the ECB's policies. The plunge in yields on government bonds means that Mr. Schäuble can borrow extraordinarily cheaply. Annual interest costs have plunged from €63.9 billion in 2010 to €48.5 billion in 2015, helping Germany to run a budget surplus last year, despite the costs of the refugee crisis, and even planned for another this year. That is, European trading partners remain afloat has enabled them to keep buying German goods. And at the same time, the euro's dive against other currencies has made German exports cheaper for buyers outside the currency bloc. For German savers, however, these factors matter less than the pressures on the country's financial system. It is these people that are potentially the biggest losers. The virtue of saving is ingrained in the national psyche, with the thrifty Swabian housewife a near-mythical figure. In 2015, Germans set aside 17% of their disposable income, second only to Sweden within the EU. But not only do Germans save more than most of their European peers, they do so in a way that makes them particularly sensitive to low interest rates. Alexander Rudwan, a finance expert from Bavaria's centre-right CSU, the sister party to Chancellor Angela Merkel's CDU, says, We have a savings culture that is going to break if low interest rates continue. Germany has the EU's lowest home ownership rate, 52.4%, meaning that many Germans have not benefited from the rising property prices that have accompanied the ECB's expansionary monetary stance. Germans, meanwhile, have never really developed a taste for investing in shares. Just 14% of adults say they hold stocks, according to the Deutsches Aktieninstitut, Institute, a lobby group. There are various reasons for this, according to Gerrit Fie, head of capital markets policy at the Deutsches Aktieninstitut. Some are structural, The tax system does little to encourage widespread ownership and the public pension system does not require people to get involved with markets. According to Mr. Fye, there is no capital stock linked to a particular worker that needs to be built up for retirement, so people aren't forced to think about the stock market in the same way. There is also a psychological element, he says. Germans are very conservative about how they invest. The basic mentality is, if I don't have to take a risk, I won't. The big stock market cycles of the past 20 years have not made it any easier to overcome that scepticism. Millions of Germans bought shares in the part privatisation of Deutsche Telekom, only to be burnt when the dot-com bubble burst. The 2008 financial crisis only deepened Germans' suspicions of shares. As a result, Germans parked much of their spare money in savings accounts or in low-risk, fixed-income products. Among the most popular investments have been life insurance policies, particularly those with guaranteed returns. In the good years, the guarantees were as high as 4%. However, as the ECB has driven down yields on government and corporate bonds, which Germany's life insurers traditionally bought to secure the income they need to meet these promises, the sector has come under huge pressure. The Bundesbank's latest stability report paints a worrying picture. In the worst of three scenarios, it suggested that 21 of 83 insurance companies it surveyed with a market share of 35% between them, would not meet minimum capital requirements by 2025. People in the industry say that this is overly pessimistic. Nonetheless, the government wants to cut the maximum return that insurers are allowed to guarantee to just 0.9% of what policyholders pay in each year, and the industry is trying to sell more non-guaranteed products. To boost their investment income, insurers are also taking on more risk by buying longer duration bonds, and tentatively venturing into alternative asset classes. Many observers, however, remain sceptical. Olaf Stotz, professor at the Frankfurt School of Finance and Management, says, Even if you cut the guarantees from 1.2% to 0.9%, so long as 10-year bonds are yielding 0.2%, you have a problem. The situation in Germany's banking sector is no easier. The industry is among the least consolidated in the eurozone, with a huge network of savings and cooperative banks. The top five institutions hold a market share of just 32%, resulting in ferocious competition, which has only intensified as interest rates have plunged. The prominence of savings and cooperative banks, whose business model revolves around taking deposits from and making loans to local companies, means that, in aggregate, the German banking system is highly dependent on interest rates. As the ECB has pushed rates towards zero, banks' margins have withered. A study by the BaFin and the Bundesbank last year found that Germany's 1,500 small and mid-sized banks expected profits to fall by an aggregate of 25% by 2019, mainly due to the collapse in net interest income. The study projected that if rates fell a further 100 basis points, lenders' profits would plunge at least 60% by the same date. The ECB's decision to cut the deposit rate to minus 0.4% in March also means that German banks have to pay a charge on their excess liquidity, Last year, the bill was 248 million euros, according to the Bundesbank. One senior German banker summarises the situation as the triple draggy. Part one is the interest rates. Part two is there are no alternative investments. And now the ECB is starting to buy up corporate bonds. The margins on those will get smaller, and that will have a ripple effect on business loans and therefore bank margins for other segments as well. In some countries, banks have tried to protect their margins from negative rates by increasing the interest they charge on loans. However, bankers say that this is unlikely to work in Germany. According to the senior banker, I can see it happening in markets like Switzerland or France or the Netherlands, places where there are four or five banks which have 70 or 80 percent share of the market. With the exception of one small cooperative bank, German groups have shied away from passing negative rates on to ordinary savers for fear of a backlash. Instead, they have targeted institutional and corporate clients. Gunther Dunkel, head of the Association of German Public Banks and Chief Executive of NordLB, a Hanover-based Landesbank, says, I think the savings banks and Landesbanken will hold the line as long as possible. The man on the street will be protected. Banks have also quietly begun introducing fees for services that have previously been free and cutting costs. HVB, the German subsidiary of Unicredit, is axing almost half its branch network while Deutsche Bank said last year that it would close 200 of its 700 retail branches in Germany. Markus Kerber, head of the business lobby BDI, argues that the sector needs consolidation. Germany is overbanked, he says. For now, combining back-office operations and small-scale mergers between savings banks are seen as a more likely scenario than a blizzard of industry-wide deal-making. As one banker puts it, this is a slow burner, but the pain will keep mounting. What may be a slow burner for savings banks could be anything but for Germany's political leaders. With Angela Merkel's CDU-CSU bloc losing public support over its controversial immigration policy, the last thing she needs is for savers, and bankers, to turn against her. But with little sign that Mr Draghi will change the direction of ECB monetary policy markedly before the autumn of 2017, near-zero interest rates will remain high on the political agenda.